Good day, brother and sister, spiritual patriots, brother Jimmy and brother Visaji here today with you for another episode, episode 71 of the Patriot and the Llama Show, and we are going to be talking about the afterlife. Now, I have to take a minute. Oh, it looks like I'm broadcasting now on all channels. Uh, you have to excuse me. I'm used to the central time, so I set this up on StreamYard for um, Central Time. So we're Eastern Time, 1 p.m. on Thursdays. So we're really excited that you're all here. We're really excited about what's going on around the world. Um, we're going to talk a lot about uh, what's coming up also again on 11-11 uh, after we get into this afterlife. You know, most people don't know, you know, what happens when I die. They think either they're going to be in heaven for eternity or they're going to be in hell for eternity. And that's what they want you to believe 100%, but that's not actually the case. So the Lama, Lama and the Lamasari uh, info is coming out today. We're going to be talking about um, the 10th Insight today also and other things that are around the afterlife, okay? Because, again, there's so much going on. So many things are going to be happening uh, over the next uh, few months and then over the next 33 years, like our favorite Lama Rasaji said. So, again, what really happens to you at the threshold of death? Once dead, where do you go? And you're going to find out about that today on the Patreon Lama Show. Please share, like, comment, get it out there. Um, so far, so good uh, with uh, Facebook. Uh, they turned the Lama back on. After making a mistake, you know, you go look at the My Patriot Network Facebook page, and if you get 5% engagement, they're supposed to be spreading you out more and more and more to your audience. We have some posts that have almost 100% engagement, and they don't want to give us any juice. They don't want to give us any love because they don't want this message out there. So make sure you spread it far and wide out there and get more and more people to see the message today. So, Brother Rasaji, how you doing today, our favorite Lama? And uh, how you feeling about this subject matter of the afterlife we're going to be talking about today? Well, this is great because, as you know, I mean, this is this was the course that set me in this lifetime, Brother Jimmy, to all of my pursuit of truth and light and eventually to the Lama Seri itself. So, as we know... Uh, having the near-death experience in 1968 on the operating table and actually meeting the Master Lama for the first time in spirit, uh, traveling all through 4 and 5D for a couple hours uh, during surgery, and then afterwards all the out-of-body experiences that I've been fortunate to have over the years and being able to work in the 4D along with a lot of angels and with other llamas and stuff has been a privilege and stuff. Uh, understanding the fullness of the 49 days of death that was referred to as the Bardo uh, that was issued by the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Uh, just understanding how it all works and, and you know, how uh, reincarnation works, how karma works, cause and effect. And everything's brought us to this moment. And then the exciting thing of it is, is we are preempting uh, what's getting ready to happen today 
uh, beginning 11-11. And uh, I'm just really excited to be here. This is a great subject matter. I think uh, if people have anybody close to the threshold of the other side uh, and they're a little nervous about the other side, I think what they hear today would uh, be hopeful to them, uh, would give them a, a, a sense of peace and understand that, you know, it's all good. So back to you, brother. Yeah, I've got a little story to say, uh, tell today about a family member. I haven't seen uh, this nephew of mine for 19 years. And um, I'm still here in the DR, but haven't seen this, this young man for 19 years. Uh, I'm so proud of him. He's a mechanic with um, United Airlines, and he works on the big jets, the big jet engines. But about, um, about like in the mid-2000s, uh, our other niece died. Her name was Saudi. And she was just so full of spirit, but she had diabetes. And John Carlos and his wife have a baby girl and they name it Saudi. And this baby girl acts exactly like Saudi acts. They feel it's the same person, the same soul within this body based on the way that this child is acting okay so you know it's interesting and i want to get in before we get into the llama's head here in the llama's area because again i have not for, uh, traveled in in 4d and and done the things that brother llama's done and and the llama series done but i've had a lot of personal experiences and my wife always told me even when i was indoctrinated into religion and I would tell, uh, you know, I first met my wife over 33 years ago. She kept telling me, Jimmy, you come back, you come back, you come back. You don't, you know, there, you know, you come back and you learn. And, you know, being in church and being indoctrinated, I'm like, no, that's that's not true. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. But, you know, as I have read more and learned more and gained wisdom as I've grown younger, I have come to the realization and also, you know, knowing some of my past lives, picking up uh, different uh, segments, like different uh, visions of these lives. I know that what I used to believe is not true and that you do continue to come back over and over again and again until you get out of, of this vibration that keeps you within this reincarnation wheel. And the Lama has said many times before that, you know, God didn't create reincarnation. God literally created his people, his DNA to live forever. But unfortunately, because we can't keep his rules and regulations, uh, that was, um, you know, removed. Okay. Remember, we could see 100% of what could be seen. Now we see less than a 1% of what can be seen. We used to be able to use 100% of our brain. Now, some people don't even use 5% of their brain. And you've got people like Einstein, they say, that use 14% of his brain. And, you know, the Lama and them know how to even access more of the brain, right? And as you do the Tai Chi Gong, you will access more of your brain. Your discernment will go through the roof and your connection with the divine will be incredible. And that reminds me, I need to turn them banners on so that you can get the, the link to get your free membership, your free community membership at Circle of Life. And, you know, 
and start moving into your power because you're going to need to based on 11-11-2022 and the 33 years thereafter. And if you don't know what we're talking about, then hit up episode 70 of the Patreon Alama show last week and we go into full detail about that. But, you know, a lot of people, they're very upset when someone passes on. And they look at me like, you know, I'm cold-hearted Jimmy. I'm not real super upset. I might shed some tears a little bit, but I already know that person is going to come back. I know that person is going to come back. You know, if you you can look at somebody's life and know where they're really at vibrationally, you know what I mean? Are they at a point where they're going to get out of that loop and actually be able to make a decision of what they want to do? Do they want to come back and help humanity move forward or not? Right. So uh, this is a very interesting subject. I know that it is taboo in a lot of religions. Some religions, it's not. It's actually in their holy scripture. Uh, and remember something also back when the British were attacking uh, the mm-hmm. India folks, that they made a lot of the yoga, meditation and all that taboo because they could not handle their power. They, they were stepping in their power fully. They knew what Christ did when he was on this planet. If you don't know what Christ did when he was on this planet truly, then you need to go back to episode 21 of the Patriot Alama show and read the uh, Watch the Lost Journey of Jesus. And then you will understand what uh, Master Christ, the Master Jesus Christ did, uh, Yahushua HaMashiach, like I call him, and you can call him whatever you want. You will see what he has done. Okay, and so you want to step into that same type of power and meditation, yoga, uh, opening up your portals with Tai Chi Gong, learning how to do that is going to help you step into your power like you've never seen before. Now, if I have to pull out the Terminator for the fly and do a swat over here while the llama's talking, I'm going to do it. Uh, You know, I'll just put the fly back. He'll reincarnate into something else and he's all good. So over to you, Brother Lama. Over to you. Well, wonderful, Jimmy. It's such a great subject matter. We could talk for days about the subject matter, actually. Um, You know, everything happens to a human being first unconscious. And then we gradually become semi-conscious or semi-aware of it. And then one day something happens to us consciously. And when the consciousness of the mind is finally caught up to the experiences that we're having, whether the experiences are in our body or whether they're out of our body, it changes everything because then and only then do you really have free choice will that the Heavenly Father gives us to be able to execute that choice. So if you're unaware of a choice, If you're unconscious of a choice, how in the world can you make a conscious decision for choice? You can't. That's just no reality, right? So in the beginning, when people begin to, you know, pass away, uh, they basically would be reborn after a certain period of time. And notoriously, you would be reborn the most common way is within miles of the family that you, you just left. And you could come back as a niece or a nephew or, a, you know, a, a, a son or daughter later. And, and we've seen this countless times over and over again. 
Well, what happens, it's all a schooling process, Jimmy. It's all an educational process. And so it was never intended for us to live 50 to 100 years and then recycle and do it all over again. It was intended for us to live somewhere between 300 and 3,000 years and figure all of this out in that meantime. That's why we've had several examples of people living 300 to 3,000 years in the same body. That might seem far-reaching for most people, but it's, it's more common known today than it ever has been before. When the conscious mind began to figure out that all they had to do is understand what they were learning and raise their vibration beyond the vibration they were incarnated, then they're given a choice to move on. And so all of a sudden, they'll start either incarnating in other dimensions, they'll manifest in different ways. And then what happens over a period of time, as the people evolve, they get higher in consciousness, and some people choose to come back to help. And those people that choose to come out back to help, most of the times we have referred to them and a lot on this show is spiritual patriots. And we have good examples of that in Judean Christian scripture. Also in a lot of the uh, Hindu books, uh, you'll see a similar pattern going on. And they actually choose to come back. And sometimes they choose half a dozen to a dozen times to come back. And they come back in many forms and many shapes and many sizes. Some people, even after that, choose to go to a higher dimension. You know, there's a part in scripture that says that death is the dreary back door to the other side. But there is a door of glory for those who overcome. And that door swings both ways. And so we are in a learning process and the sooner that somebody elevates their consciousness and raises their vibrations, doorways open up for them, Jimmy, that are not available to other people. And the human being in, in its blood DNA uh, passed down from man, they have the t- tendency to be kind of lazy in their mind and in their consciousness, especially in their will. This is where Jesus makes the reference to that the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. So over a period of time, as they elevate their consciousness, and let's say they start to embrace prayer on a daily basis as opposed to a reactionary basis. Let's say they start to embrace meditation, consciously they begin to train in yoga they learn how to breathe energy and not just oxygen which is referred to as prana yama which is life over death that's the very definition of pranayama is life over death that will tell you a lot in itself they learn to move in a way that's pleasing to the angels and what begins to happen is what we realize that we have physical organs, but we also have psychic organs. We have physical pressure points, but we also have psychic pressure points. 
And the psychic part of us is connected to that 4D body that we refer to in Tai Chi Gong as the energy body that literally electromagnetically feeds the physical body. Now, that whole being is supported by what the church would refer to as the Holy Spirit. What do they call the Holy Spirit? Well, the name the Catholic Church gives to the Holy Spirit is the giver of life. Now, as long as that's never severed, that is actually supporting this bioelectrical magnetic being that we actually call a human being. As long as that's intact, you basically have life in the physical. If that is ever severed for any period of time and the soul, the indwelling soul makes the decision, well, I've done about all I can do with this body. And if they make that decision with an act of will and choose to stay outside that body, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, then that body experiences what we call the threshold of death. Now, there's great examples of even that being done in a higher form. One of the greatest yoga masters that's been in the last hundred years is the master that wrote the autobiography of yoga called Yogananda, whose master, Sri Yukteswa, sent him to California in the early 1920s. So when he passed away, which hasn't been that long ago, they put his physical body, the remains of his physical body, in a glass tomb. You can go to California today and you can see Yogananda's body. But one thing that's very unusual about a body that's been passed away for over 50 years, you will not see any form of decay in that body. And you're asking, how in the world is that possible? Well, if that doesn't trigger you to the possibilities of the Holy Spirit, let me give you another example. St. Clair, who was the spiritual consort of St. Francis of Assisi, died shortly toward the end of the 13th century. They put her in a glass stand. Now we're talking about a person who left a body behind, Jimmy, over 700 years, and that body today still looks like it passed away a couple of weeks ago. Now, you might wonder how that happened, and all I will tell you is so is the powers of the Holy Spirit. So back to you, brother. Yeah, to preserve. Abba can do anything through his spirit at any time. So it's really interesting. I am, you know, I want to talk to everybody about something that happened to me over the weekend that I think is very, very important. And I really want you all, the Lama and the Patriot have been saying this for a while. And a lot of times what happens with Abba, he will confirm it through another prophetic voice, but then he'll tie it into something else that's mathematically impossible. And so this just happened to me this weekend. And, you know, we love you very, very much. And we want you all to prepare for a little bit of turbulations, let's say. That's what the Lama said earlier today when we were talking to our team about this. And, you know, we got to flip things upside down. Abba's got to flip things upside down to right side it, okay? And to build it on a foundation of, of, of 
truthfulness and honesty and transparency and integrity and not selfishness and ego and just all of the stuff that we see going on. You know, we spend almost two uh, two trillion dollars globally, almost not exactly like one point something on war in this world. Can you imagine if we would redirect those funds to clean up the oceans, to feed everybody, to clothe, to shelter, to give electricity through the different types of devices that are available, including one of the big car companies, BMW, and another one working on a hydrogen car, hydrogen car. Now, you know, a few uh, just recently, they don't like hydrogen cars, okay? You know what I mean? They don't like them. So um, lots of stuff is going on. Lots of stuff is coming out. But, you know, we spend this kind of money to fight and to profit a very, very few amount of people. And this stuff is going to be stopping. And Abba's had it. And you're going to see, like the Lama said in our last episode, episode 70, things happening from uh, November 11, 11, 22, that 21 days of our buffer zone of the 4D almost just disappearing. And in the 33 years to follow, you need to watch that. It's really important that you do. So I want to talk about this synchronicity that happened to me and a confirmation of what the spirit has been giving both the Lama and me for a while now. And again, this isn't something that we have been talking about just yesterday. This is something that we've talked about multiple, multiple times throughout the last year and a half uh, or more, you know, since we even started the Patreon Lama show, we've been talking about this. So Sunday, I finally, um, you know, I've been reading the book of Isaiah. I want to say that first this month. And this is a book that I use. My sister Shelly got it sent to me. They say it's one of the most accurate books from, you know, the language that Christ spoke and the Bible was written in or, you know, the Hebrew language into, you know, English language. So you can understand it. And there's some Hebrew words in here and all that. But I'm in Isaiah. Okay, Sunday morning, I do my thing. I read, uh, you know, uh, chapter 24 and 25. I didn't really feel that I I didn't kind of like connect to that when I'm going to tell you what happened to me. So then we go down and we spend some time here at the ocean, eat some breakfast, get to actually go in the ocean for the first time over here uh, where her father and mother live. And then about three and a half hours, we come back and um, there's a couple prophetic voices that I listen to to see and, and see what the confirmation is, what Abba's doing that are accurate. I don't go listen to people that, you know, are, are wrong all the time or wrong 50 percent of the time, you know, because if they're wrong all the time, wrong 50 percent of the time, then that means they are um, they their discernment's not there. You know what I mean? They need to spend more time praying and meditating and building a relationship with Abba and giving him the glory and the honor and the praise and thanking him publicly and, and not being ashamed to do that. They need to get more and more into a relationship so they get better discernment. But there's somebody out there called Dr. Patricia Green. Okay. And I've talked to the Lama about her prophetic words before that have confirmed what he and I have been talking about for months and months and sometimes even a year or a year and a half before this uh, word came through her. And so on Sunday, after I got back, I'm sitting here at my desk. I'm looking at the YouTube and I got seeing what's going on. And there's Dr. Patricia Green, only 30 second uh, video to tell you to go to Rumble for what she's got to talk to you about. What? The Isaiah 
26 prophecy. Now I'm like, I'm in Isaiah. I didn't remember what chapters I read in the morning, but I keep a bookmark in this, as you can see here. So it's very interesting because I'm getting ready to read Isaiah 26. I want to know what's going on. I want to read with her. I want to find out what's going on. And as I'm listening to the video, okay, all of a sudden I open up my book and you know what the next chapter I have to read is? Isaiah 26. I had read the 24th and 25th. Now what I do is I read maybe one or two chapters depending on the length of the chapters every single day. And I go different through different scriptures. And I also read other, uh, 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 you know, spiritual books, holy books, and on different things because I want to I want to absorb information. I'm not going to sit here and judge anybody. I'm going to absorb the information. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to meditate on it. And I'm going to let the discernment from the, 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 the creator of all things give me the answers. So when I open it up and I find out that I'm actually going to be reading Isaiah 26 on Monday, and I had read 24 and 25 on Sunday and that she comes out with this prophetic word of Isaiah 26 prophecy three hours after I three and a half, four hours after I read this and then listen to that prophecy. Not right now, but later on today, listen to that prophecy. And it's what the Lama and the Patriot have been talking about for a year and a half. OK, is that confirmation from the creator that we're on the right track? Is that the confirmation? I want to see in the comments. Tell me. Is yes or no or amen? Is that the confirmation from the creator that the discernment of the Lama and the Patriot is spot on because he's getting ready to do some things? Boy, you better get ready for it. You better get yourself into your power. You better be working on it. You better be praying. You better be, you know, spending time. Don't tell me you ain't got time. You got time prioritize your time and you've got to build that relationship. Okay. Um, I know they're trying to throw us off a little bit playing games. The llamas here in case they knock me off and I got to get back on. We're going to do what we're going to do. We don't stop. We just keep bulldozing through whatever we need to do. So now I want to talk about, um, you know, I had, I had received the book, the Celestine prophecies from my daughter, Jennifer way back. And when I started working with the Lama in this lifetime, because we've worked together in other lifetimes, the slayer of the deep states, uh, uh, evil people, slayers of them, um, you know, I, I, you know, he was talking about the Celestine prophecy. So in November, when I wasn't feeling well with the uh, influenza situation that I got, um, I was watching the movie. And then I read the book and I couldn't put the book down. Now, not that everything that this gentleman says is 100%, okay? But the Lama talks about this 10th insight. So if you haven't read the first book, The Celestine Prophecy, don't read the 10th insight first. Read The Celestine Prophecies first, then go to the 10th insight. So I'm going to ask the Lama some specific questions, which I've already asked him as I'm reading through this book, and I'm almost done with it. I probably got another few days to um, to read it, uh, to finish it up. But it talks about soul groups. And, you know, he had said something just a few minutes ago about, you know, your family and then coming back maybe as a nephew or a niece or a cousin or something else. But as I've been reading the 10th Insight about the afterlife, 
and the soul groups that are basically, you know, there to support you, not that you're supposed to get your energy from them. You always get your energy from the divine creator through the spirit, right? Whether you call it the spirit, the Holy Spirit, I don't want to get into names, you know, name calling. Okay. But the bottom line is the creator has a spirit and it, and it can permeate everything. And if you absorb it into your yourself and you build a real relationship, and I'm sure some of you do have a very real relationship, um, you will, uh, your discernment will uh, just focus in so great. It'll, it'll just home in unbelievable. And you'll understand what I'm saying here. Remember again, I was raised as a Catholic for the first, and I love my brother and sister Catholics. I love you all. Uh, the Lama goes to a Catholic church. His wife's been re, uh, praying the rosary, rosary, uh, rose, I forget what it's called. What is it? Brother rosary. Lama? Rosary set for you know, five years old. Yeah. Five years old. Uh, they go there. They love it. They get beautiful energy from there. But the Lama's been in churches where the energy weren't good. And he didn't go in. He left. Okay. So I'm not saying anything about about the Catholic Church or the Christian churches, the, all the different uh, denominations out there. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Hinduism, all of it. I love all my brothers and sisters from all of that. What I'm saying to you is, there's a lot of control. Uh, teachings to control the people because again we have a book just in the the holy bible that the the most sold book on the planet that's about two inches thick and the lama's book at the lama series about a foot and a half and he's read 33 books of enoch and i've read like two and that i can find right and all of that that was there's 366 of them they're like the manual and i'm sure they talked about the afterlife wouldn't you think uh, Brother Rasaji. Oh, yeah, most right. definitely. And, you know, most people think, okay, once I die, I'm judged, and then I'm either sent to hell to burn in the lake of fire forever. And I'm not saying people don't end up there, okay? You're not, I'm not saying that. Um, you might become, if you're a real evil person, you might become a tick on the back end of a dog somewhere where you are going to be getting crapped on every single day, right? It can happen. Right. It can happen. Um, but at the end of the day, they say these things to try to control us when the reality of the situation is completely different than what they say. And, you know, I've been watching a lot of videos, listening to a lot of testimonials about, um, you know, near death experiences. And we got one right here with the Lama who has left his body multiple times, who was basically tortured you know, when he was a child, because you can imagine them cutting open your body back when he got his body cut open. I mean, they didn't have what they have now. And you, uh, you know, the, the child's feeling it all. Um, you know, I want to get into Brother Rasaji one, about these soul groups and, you know, the review of your life. You know, when you when you do pass on from the body, you know, the review of your life, these soul groups. And then what goes on? Like what happens? You know, like when someone passes on, we all hear about them going through these tunnels, them reviewing their life. What goes on, brother, after that? What what's happening? Yeah, there was a book, uh, Jimmy, that was written, you know, centuries ago called uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, where they talk about the 49 days of reflection, which you could call it pre-purgatory if you want to. Most of everybody here is very familiar with the, uh, the uh, you know, the uh, Charles Dickens novel, The Christmas Carol, about Scrooge and the angels. 
and what he goes through, we go through. It's a reflection. It's a recording. It's actually a film of, of their life. And I have witnessed that on the other side, but I have been in such contact with people in the 4D that were going through that, that I've been experienced on this side, watching them go through it on that side. So I've seen both sides of this. I'm probably one of the few humans on the planet that is totally conscious of that whole process. So we go through and we're checking on our families. Like, okay, uh, the average person is about dead about three to six days before they actually even know that they are. Because everything seems so real on the other side, because your mind, a good portion of your mind with your spirit and with your soul is surviving because you do this every night when you go to sleep. A lot of people, it's unbeknownst to them because a lot of times they're not conscious of it, but their spirit, their mind and their body or a portion of their mind is actually leaving their physical body and going out and traveling around. Well, the difference is, is when that soul is finally severed from the body, as I said before, electromagnetically, and that silver cord, which is a psychic umbilical cord that attaches itself to the physical body from the psychic body. When that is, when that is severed, then you can no longer give the nourishment back to that physical body, and that physical body operates a lot like a battery. And after the battery is no longer charged, then it just it quits functioning, basically. So in the process of that, you reflect. And at the same time, it's a cleansing process. And we're doing this cleansing process here on a smaller level. What's the most common place that we psychically cleanse every day is when we all go to sleep. So the city yoga masters refer to sleep as the little death, and they refer to death as the big sleep because of that, right? So as you learn and grow spiritually, and you can consciously face emotional, psychological things that happen in your life, guess what happens? There's less need for you to cleanse unconsciously, psychically, because now you can cleanse consciously, psychically. So this is what begins to happen. Now, what happens, everything is working with the law of attraction. So there are group souls that, that set up a time to do certain things together to primarily, for the most part, Jimmy, is to raise each other up. There, right. just, just think of a fraternity or sorority like they have in college of that's totally based on the law of attraction. In other words, to get into this sorority or to get into this fraternity, what do you have to have in common? Because we know all these clubs have certain bylaws to get in, right? Certain initiations to get in. Well, it's the same thing here, but it's a frequency agreement, a covenant agreement. Now, what usually happens is that these group souls travel together in half a dozen or more incarnations. And then like anything else in life, it's kind of like the NASA shuttle rocket goes into space. And after the while, 
the booster rocket can no longer keep up with the shuttle. So what happens? It gets rid of that rocket. This starts to happen as souls begin to be the shuttle and other souls decide that they want to stay in a lower frequency. And because of free will, whether you're doing this consciously or unconsciously, because it's Abba's law and the Heavenly Father's not even going to break his own law, he allows it to happen. The whole process is a learning experience. Um, one of the most profound experiences that I ever had this is watching my father pass away and watching him go through his 49 days of death. So my father took his own life. And about four days later, I show up at the funeral home where they're fixing the body and stating the body aside. And I asked my mom and my family, I said, look, you guys have had your time with dad. I, I want to go in. And I asked my mom, I said, if you don't mind, just kind of lock the door and don't let anybody into the parlor because I want to spend quiet time with dad. And so he did. The moment I went and sit down, I was sitting down in a chair that was about even where his head was in the casket. And I looked over at where his feet were, which was across the other way. And there was his spirit body standing over at the end of his feet in the casket. And he had his arms folded. And I could tell from the look on his face, he was just bewildered. It was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I survived my body. And I communicated with him. I said, well, of course you didn't believe that. And he said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, who logically would take their own life if they really believed that they weren't going to get rid of all their pain and suffering? I said, you really thought when you ended your physical life, you were going to end it all, all of life. Now you know that what the teachings of Jesus and the other great masters have taught us, that the soul and spirit survives the body all the time. For Whether you incarnate 10 times or 10,000 times, you survive that body. He looked at me and he said, do you forgive me? And I said, I forgave you right away. I said, I'm just kind of upset because I know I'll be okay because of my training. I said, but will my sisters be okay? Will, will my mom? I mean, my mom didn't even know how to balance a checkbook. My dad passed away as early as 53 years old. My wow. mom is was the age that my wife is today at 48. When I think about that, it's just, it floors me at 48 my mom lost her husband her childhood sweetheart and she just turned 85 this past may survived colon cancer surgery is back driving an automobile because of a lot of our good friends that uh, prayers and by the grace of god and so he didn't get the chance to see grandkids he didn't see his only great grandchild he missed all this time when he got toward the end of his bardock, I would say he would have been in somewhere between 40 and 49 days. He came to me and he said, I was teaching a Tai Chi class at the time. He says, I need some help because I'm having a hard time 
going to the next level, going into the light. And I said, really? He says, what do you need me to do? He says, I'm going to take my spirit and I'm going to pass it through you. And he says, and what the angels are telling me here, that if I do that, your body's going to become like a filter. He says, you don't have to do that. I don't deserve you to do that to what I did to the family. And I said, well, you're my dad and you're always going to be my dad. And I said, and I swore in this lifetime to be a teacher and a healer. And that's what I came back to do. So I said, of course, I'm going to let you do that. So I actually paused for a minute and I talked to my students Said I actually let them know what was getting ready to happen. And when he passed through me, I felt every pain and every torment that his mind, now this is really important here, put his soul through. He allowed his mind, his victim mind, to torment himself enough that he entered what we referred to, Jimmy, as serpentine consciousness, as you know, I talk about in the mind chapter of the circle of life. And that's where the head is shaped like a serpent and it feels like they get stuck in the corner and they can't go to the right or the left. So in his suicide note, he even said, I felt like I was stuck in a box. He literally said, I'm stuck in a box and I don't know how to get out. So he went through me and I had to sit down and I remember I was totally exhausted as if someone had psychically drained all the chi, all the energy out of my body. And uh, it was just, it was weird. About two hours later, I was fine and dandy. I ran into him later and he was moving into the light. And I sense know that he has incarnated since that almost 40 now something years ago. And uh, because a lot of souls will usually incarnate somewhere between about 20 to 40 years after the previous passing, unless they have done something really, really good or really, really bad. And see, that's where the church comes in here, because the church wants to focus on the, the, the extreme of what two souls do. But there's a lot in the middle, brother, that happens. And 98% of everybody things happen is in the middle. And in the middle means is that you're going to go to a place that's vibrating 4D. You're going to have a chance to cleanse that soul, cleanse that spirit. And either you get to ascend to a higher vibration or you choose a family that will both help you evolve more simultaneously that you will help them evolve more. Now, I'm going to say something in this last part. It's probably going to blow some of these people's minds away. Now, some of our group know this for a fact. It's following with us. But you choose mommy and dad. You choose that family. You and Abba get together. When you're in between the lifetime and you overlook what is going to happen, think of a wonderful life with Jimmy Stewart talking with the angels, what it would have been like 
if you never existed. That's what starts to happen on your next incarnation. And you look around and you literally can see the matrix of the family you're getting ready to enter. And with, with Abba, the Heavenly Father, and some of his angels that are purposely designed for re-entry, for reincarnation. They call it re-entry up in the 4 and 5D. And so in that process, you choose. Now, when you come into this lifetime, the veil of unconsciousness is pulled over your conscious mind. So until you start having those deja vu moments in your life where something outside in the hologram of life triggers your soul to wake up on the inside and you have those big aha moments, that's when you start waking up again. So that's the skinny, the overview of what goes on, Jimmy. Back to you, brother. Yeah, and there's some questions and about, uh, you know, why some people choose to go into an abusive situation, right? And, you know, I also think that you're, you have to account for what you've done in every lifetime. And you've got to, you know, can you talk about that a little bit? Because, you know, I, I was listening to this one near-death experience where a lady and her children, her two children, uh, twins, boy and girl, and the husband had been sexually molesting these these children and uh, they got a divorce right you know this went on they got a divorce was being abusive to the wife well he ended up killing the kids and shooting the wife six times and killing himself well the wife actually lived but right. she had a near dear near death experience and one of her questions was to you know christ was that why you know the, the life review why did my children come through me and have this ending. And I just see here in the comments, someone talking about the same thing about abusive families. Can you right. touch on that brother? Sure. I'd be happy to. Um, so you see to the best of your recollection, what is going to happen, but you have to understand at every moment in time, uh, free will is there now free will again is only be able to use to the level of conscious understanding that people have of abba's choice of free will so there's always a chance to do something a little bit more good or do something that vibrates a little bit lower at any given moment in time certain things can be triggered so when you're making the re-entry to a new life not like you're saying, okay, I'm going to go out and this is going to happen. So that's one issue that's at play. Here's the other issue at play. Part of the cleansing process, a good chance can carry over into the next life. In other words, what did you really do? In other words, if, if, if the Holy Spirit is telling you that this needs to be a physical experience, more than likely the cleansing process in the psychic realm was not good enough so it's going to carry over people could call it karma cause and effect they could call it what it is it has always to do with vibration you know and here's the other thing when it comes to little children anybody under the age of about 16 to 24 you you don't have 
your full choice spiritually and psychically capable to the average person is somewhere between 16 to 24. So who is responsible to really protect the soul of that person? The parents. We are spiritually designed to really protect the natural divinity of every child who comes in this world or not. The problem is, is when you're entering certain families and certain households, how conscious are they of that spiritual law? Some of you today might be hearing this for the first time and you're wondering why wasn't I ever told that? This is why when you see kids, you know, 15 and 16 year old having children and they're barely have even learned to be mature enough to take care of their own life. And now all of a sudden they're going to try to take care of a child. You have a child trying to take care of a child. See, I know this for a fact because I raised myself for the most part, the last couple of years of my teenage life, my own father and me long before he committed suicide, we came to a point in our relationship. We just were like two goats bumping their horns together. <laughs> I looked at him one day. I looked at my mom. I went up. I gave my mom a hug. I said, I know this is going to tear at your heart, but I said, I can no longer live in the same household with my father. So at 16 years old, I hadn't even finished high school yet. I moved in with my karate instructor uh, who was training me, and I was a second degree black belt going on third degree. And I moved in with him. And we had had a friendship for about five years, and that's where I moved. He was 10 years my senior. He was an early Navy SEAL in the Vietnam War, stationed at Kadena Air Base, and he had a very strong understanding of the Chi, and he was a single parent that shared the responsibility of his son a couple days a week. And I got a chance to have that interaction, and I became like a surrogate uh, uncle to this kid, which really helped me mature a lot in the that 16 and 17 years. Also, I the ish part of the issue of my dad and me clashing was because I was at an advanced level of Kundalini development at the time. I was going through the 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 birth of fire that Jesus talks about and the second birth of the Holy Spirit. So my kundalini was just soaring. And sometimes I could be walking down the hall and I would pass out. I'd get in a car and go driving for five or 10 minutes and go, where did my conscious mind go? And then end up in somebody's driveway and wonder, how in the heck did I get there? I was leaving my body sometimes while I was driving a car. Don't quite recommend that. But the point <laughs> being is that that was a reality in me. And because this individual had a strong sense of grounding, you can imagine, you know, you're, you're, you're part of a war. Nothing's more grounding than having to be a soldier in a war. Oh, and yeah. because his background was communication, that's what he was learning to do. He was spying on the opposite side with, with radio, and he was based in the island of Okinawa at the time. Well, while he was in Okinawa, he was learning the martial arts 
from Okinawa Martial Arts Masters. And that was my real first art that I was really exposed to. And I was having all these altered states of experiences. And he had already had a few out-of-the-body experiences himself. So he became somewhat of a refuge to me as I was going through this transition. So I pretty much raised myself the last two or three years into adulthood. And, and, and that's where I was. And my father and me just didn't communicate. And I realized today, years later, well, I chose a father that I couldn't communicate with so that I would develop a high sense of communication, that I would have to reach deep inside of myself. Also, in most of my lives, I wasn't really a family man, but in this lifetime, I chose to be a father to three sons, not only a llama. And that education has been absolutely phenomenal for the llama over the years. And it's helped me be able to communicate even better because now I know what's actually going on in family circles that I didn't really know before when I was just a yoga master or a monk or something in a past life. Not that there's anything wrong with being a yoga monk, but I needed that extra experience of family. The other experiences I didn't have before was business experience. I had little to no business experience in past life but in this life by the time i was teaching tai chi gung in my 20s i was already building little bis little miniature businesses on the side you know making residual income dabbling into this and that and you know living in a capitalistic world i i probably spent several lifetimes the last thing i would have probably been would have been capitalistic but it was important for me to do because it prepared me to be where I'm at today, speaking in the way with authority that I'm able to speak to you guys today. So leading up until the time I met my master in the physical form in 1975, I spent as much time out of my body as I spent in, in my body. I literally lived half of my life, the first 17, 18 years in 4 and 5D, and would use this body only when I had to use it, like drive a car, go to the bathroom, whatever. But, you know, maybe eat a few meals. That was it. The rest of the time, either in the dream state or meditative state, I was out of my body soaring through the clouds. I know what it's like to exist and see people on the other side. When I put my feet into the Tai Chi Gung system, that changed forever. And what changed was... I could live one or two lives. I could have a physical existence and be in denial of that existence and go on living in 4 and 5D all the time. But I was already living in 4 and 5D like you was before I got a body. So I started having to deal with this physical incarnation must be important or God wouldn't have sent me here. And I started looking at my existence totally different. And the Lama started teaching me, instead of using your energy to leave your body, why don't you try to bring more of the energy of spirit into your body? And that's when everything changed. I started understanding what it meant to be grounded with energy, what it meant to be centered with energy, what it meant to be focused. 
And my whole life changed and something else really changed. And it, and it, it shocked me when I became aware of it. I realized up until about that moment, I never really cared about being here. I really never really cared about being here. I didn't know at that time I had chose to come back. So I really never cared about being here. But the moment all of a sudden that I made the decision that I was going to be as rooted as a tree and I was going to be as strong as a boulder and I was going to be unshakable and nothing was going to change, my health got incredibly better. My, my business decisions got much, much better. My relationships in every department improved. Because I made a decision, watch this, to be present in everything. And I realized one of the most important things God is teaching us is to be present. Because he's omnipresent, get it? He's omnipresent. And we're here because of free will. And he wants us to love him freely as any child, any father and mother wants their children to love them freely. But we're also here to learn his way and his law. And when you learn his way and his law, I was shocked, by the way. I thought I knew his way and his law until I decided I was going to stay and be here. It was then that I started learning his way and his law. Everything changed in my life. And I started living a balanced life. And it's been wonderful. I have today in my 60s more energy than I had in my 20s. I can do just about anything that any 30 or 40 year old can do. I'm happy to say that. And I would not have that if it wasn't for the grace of God. And I'm telling you this, and I died on an operating table twice in 1968. This is what I found out. You can die and go to heaven, but you don't have to die to go to heaven. And you need to know what that means. And then you really know something. Back to you, Rob. Yeah, I want to show something from uh, Sister Barbara here about her grandson. My grandson at the age of four talked about flying an airplane in the past life. His vocabulary was that way beyond his years. I mean, this is over and over again and again and again and again and again that you hear these types of things. And you look at what the British did to the Indian, the India people, because they they were they couldn't conquer them, right? They were trying to conquer them, and they were like, you know, we're talking about like they had their they were in their power. They you know they they couldn't handle it, and they're that's why they demonized you know all of this Eastern stuff with yoga and meditation and spirituality. And oh, by the way, don't read the Hindu texts. Oh, by the way. Don't read any other taxes and then argue over the names and all of that stuff to keep people fighting. And then, by the way, you got one life that's very short and you're either going to heaven forever or you're in, uh, in, in internal damnation in hell. Um, you know, what is, you know, what is the agenda? Um, and I know it, but for the folks, uh, you know, to yeah. out there. You know, the agenda, because again, when the, the most enlightened being came to this planet that was born of the spirit and of a woman, Mother Mary, who they say was fed by angels in the temple, was was birthed and grew. And they don't even, you know, in the in the, the lost journey of Jesus in episode 21 of the Patriot Lama show, we go through that. And 
you know, they didn't tell you any of that, then they're hiding all of the other scriptures that are out there, including all the books of Enoch. And then they, you know, the, the Romans basically created the religion side of this equation, right? Christ was crucified by the religious elite of the day. And I mean, when you look at the history of what's gone on in religion, I mean, there's been some brutal stuff. I mean, people have been burned at the stake. I mean, there's been some very vicious and sadistic evil uh, stuff going on here. And then, you know, everyone's supposed to think that you have this very short period of life. You've learned everything you needed to know. And now it's time for you to pony up. You're either going into heaven forever because you've been so great, which most of us in one lifetime could never be that great. Um, it takes thousands of lifetimes to even get to that point. And yet, um, or you're so horrible. And there are some people that are so horrible, they deserve it. I don't know if they're purely uh, Abba's DNA, but there are some really horrible people that uh, do uh, unforgivable things that they should be in the lava for the rest of their life, getting that lava jacuzzi on their soul forever. But, you know, people do, you say that somewhere in the middle, you just said, right? And people do get worried about that. And, you know, well, you know, it's like I was on with your buddy, uh, Jimmy, um, uh, Scotty Sachs on Solvent Radio. And he said, you know, my concern for the children of light, the get up llama every day and they work hard to feed their families. You know, they, they, they save maybe they're frugal and maybe they can save five or 10 percent of their income. Maybe they donate five or 10 percent to the church or the synagogue or a mosque. They try to live a very healthy, responsible and, and lawful life. And and you're talking things that maybe they don't maybe they understand one tenth of what you're trying to say. They they don't consciously have what you have. And I said, you know, I learned a long time ago, Scotty going into the churches of the world. And I've been in the most beautiful cathedrals. I've been very fortunate in Europe. I've been to cathedrals in Germany and Munich, some most beautiful cathedrals in the world. Um, we have a we have several beautiful churches in Florida. I mean, our diocese, the Basilica in St. Augustine, the oldest city in America. Can you imagine uh, of course, they would have a beautiful basilica. You've seen the basilica, Jimmy. You know how pretty it is inside. Beautiful. And it's got wonderful energy. Now, what I notice is, is as I got on the other side of my kundalini, I was about 18, 19 years old. Hadn't even gone to Tibet yet. And I was, I was pa very much past a lot of my, what we call my death urge and birth trauma that you can look for that on one of the episodes if you want to know more about that. And I really wanted to be here. And as I would go, one of the most famous things that I like to do on Fridays when I could, I would go and meditate in St. Patrick's Cathedral uh, in Manhattan. And I would sit back in the back and Lord knows it must have had three or 400 candles lit in the church. So all this fire purification was there and it was beautiful the stained glass and the church and you know great arios by Prabhupada were done in this church it was just the energy the holy spirit is really full in the church but sometimes i would come in 
And this was even before I was baptized Catholic. And I would come in and I was able to see people's auras, right? Very, very early. And I would see maybe this like 85, 90 year old woman with maybe a veil on her head out of respect. And you could just see her beautiful spirit. And I would look up sometimes in the in in the priest that was doing the homily, the message of the day, his spirit wasn't as clean as the lady that was sitting in the pew listening to the priest profess faith. I started to notice that whether I was in a Hindu temple or or a Jewish synagogue, because I love to go to different places of worship, and I've been invited by many, many people to do so. It hit me that about 10 to 20 percent of the people that go to these facilities, they really believe this with all their heart, with all their soul and their mind. So I told Scotty, I said, you know, with what's getting ready to happen on 11-11 for 21 days, God's going to send a rod of power down from 5D to open up 4 and 3D. And it's going to feel like. 4D, the resistance doesn't even exist anymore. And then afterwards, for 33 years, it's going to stay partially open as a stairway to heaven for those people who want to ascend and to go through transformation. And some people are going to receive what the scriptures of the world would refer to as judgment. In other words, if you've harmed children in your life, and you've done that consciously with specific intention. I wouldn't want to be you over the next 33 years. I just wouldn't want to be you. But if you've tried to live a good life, you believe in God Almighty, whatever you call him doesn't matter to Jimmy and me. Doesn't matter to Jimmy and me that you're religious or not religious because you're a spiritual being having a physical experience. And right now, something uniquely has happened that I've been told has never happened in, in all of creation, not since God placed Adam here 175,000 years ago. Two things I want you to take from this that are really, really important. There's never been a time on the planet where millions of people could actually wake up and figure out who they are. That's number one. That's really powerful. There's been times with we're a thousand or ten thousand at a time. Quote, that's important. But if you if you really understand, and I want everybody before next Patriot Lama to Google the hundredth monkey uh, syndrome. To just type in Google, not now but later. Write it down. You're going to check out what the hundredth monkey is meaning. And this is what was told to me in the Lamasary when I was first there. Every species on the planet has this concept of that at the head of the species, there's the Christ. That the epitome of the species, the evolvement, where we all want to go to, where we want spirituality and uh uh, how do I want to say this? Spirituality and evolution to meet. Where spirituality and evolution meet is kind of where the right and the left brain meet, right? They meet right there, where the spiritualists and where the scientists, where they meet becomes the best for that species. 
and they evolve into something quantum. If you understand basic quantum physics and the rock, I skip it across the pond and then it keeps bouncing and bouncing and bouncing. That transformation that it represents is how a squirrel one day that inspires to jump from one tree to another and then one day becomes a flying squirrel, right? I want you to know that that's in all of us. And the thing that's going to trigger that is that the true meaning of the 144,000 in Revelations is this. Not 144,000 are going to be saved. We're going to be, the planet's going to be saved by the 144,000. That's a big difference in that meaning, right? Hardly anybody behind the altar knows that, what that true meaning, the lamasary knows that meaning, right? And so guess what? 75 to 85 percent of the 144,000 again something that's never happened before are presently now in a body and during this 33 years of call it jubilation call it whatever you want to call it rapture transfiguration conscious during the 33 years there's going to be a time here in the next couple of years where 85 to 98% of them are going to occupy a physical body simultaneously. And if you understand the hundredth monkey concept, they can be responsible being awakened and going into their second spiritual birth. The city yoga masters would call it the Kundalini experience, whatever you want to call it. Doesn't matter. Born again, if you will keep it simple they're going to help ignite the rest of the planet and we are going to literally see millions and millions of people come to god in a way we have never ever seen it in human history and you all have a chance to be a part of that because i believe in the law of attraction is so profound that i believe that most of you listening to us right now are part of that 144,000. back to you brother yeah, listen, you got to come out of the the, the 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 old system has to crumble in order for the new system to be built, godly system to be built with the godly people. And it's worth whatever we all need to go through together. But we pray together. We declare and decree together. We dispatch the angels of provision. We dispatch the angels of healing. We dispatch the warring angels. I'm dispatching the angels every morning. I don't know about who's out there dispatching angels. And then who's thanking Abba for it and declaring and decreeing it. I know the Lama is. I know the Patriot is. Are you brothers and sisters doing that? Because remember, Abba said to Abraham, if there's one person in Sodom and Gomorrah that is righteous and holy, I will spare the freaking cities. Okay? I will spare it. So one person in New York City, one person anywhere can make the difference in that area like never before. And if you understand the power that you truly have because you have the DNA of the creator of all things within you. And Christ said when he's on this planet, he said, you will do these things and much more. You will do these things and much more, okay? So what does that mean, much more? 
when the documented things that he did documented, there's been a lot of people that have tried to, uh, you know, say that Christ didn't exist, that it's all fairy tale and, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of hogwash and a lot of investigator reporters have investigated it. And you know what? After they get done investigating it, then they believe in Christ. Because the documentation is there and there is no disputing it. Okay. So Christ walked this planet. You unfortunately don't know, brothers and sisters, the majority of what happened in his life. The Magis that were there were from the, the Lama Seri that the brother Lama here, Master Lama Rasaji, one of 12 in the world and the global spokesperson for that Lama Seri. They were with Christ from the time of birth, brought him those treasures and was with him to ascension. Okay. You know, Christ wasn't poor. You know, you need to watch that episode 21 of, you know, uh, the Patriot and Lama show about those lost years. And you need to follow the path of Christ. Become Christ-like. Have the heart of Christ. If you don't, you need to. We all have to continue to work on it. Things are going to get really wild. But then you, what are you going to do? You're going to get closer to, to the creator. You're going to get closer to the sun. You're going to get closer to the spirit. You're going to pray more. You're going to breathe, do your Tai Chi Gung more. You're going to breathe more. You're going to light this up. Light your area up. You know, we had uh, a, one of the, the housekeeper that helps with my mother and father-in-law downstairs. She came up to uh, what Cindy and I are doing. We have this apartment now, and we're going to open up the, net, the, the back end when we come back. She came up. She said, I never felt so much peace. I've never felt so good in an area. Well, why do you think that is? Because I declare and decree. I, I ask Ab, I thank him for his blessings. I thank him. I thank him. I thank him. Don't ask, thank. Don't ask, thank. But when you put in the time, you know, there's nothing going to stop me with the two hours, 90 minutes to two hours a day that I spend in the morning doing my morning routine. My morning obligation to the creator of all things, his son and the spirit. De dispatching the angels, declaring, decreeing, thanksgiving, thanksgiving. Okay. Because when you get to a certain point, you don't fear death. Christ is the destroyer of death. And when you leave this body, and Allah has told you there have been many people that have taken the body with them. Like Enoch like Elijah, like Christ. When they killed him, he became the first golden body to bring the spirit, the soul, and the body together as one. Okay? So for people to say that can't be done, there's people that have done it on this planet after Christ left. Okay? And, of course, they don't want you to know about any of that because they don't want you to accomplish anything like that. They want to keep you in fear. They want to keep you anxious. Pop some prescription drugs. You know, watch the boob tube, television, television. You know, uh, we're going to be coming like, you know, what is that movie, uh, uh, Brother Versace, where the planet is run by a bunch of idiots? Um, and they're just so, they don't even have water anymore. They have Gatorade. Anybody remember that movie where the, the planet's run by a bunch of idiots because they only have Gatorade? They don't even have water. They're mar they're they're watering their crops with Gatorade. Everything's dying. They don't even know how to handle their trash. Um, that's what they want. That's what they want. 
and they control it through yeah there we go idiocracy yeah something like that that that's what they want they want everybody to be dumbed down they want everybody not to step in their power they don't want you to know they want to hide everything and when you die you go through a review and then you look at everything that you've done and then like the llama said you, you can actually go come back quickly if you've been doing good and you're needed and you you know you need to help humanity move forward you could if you've done a lot of bad stuff you could get judgment very quickly there's a process and in the exact detail of the process exactly how it works well you're all going to find that out we all have been through that many times before and these soul groups are really exciting. Um, you know, you have the, not that you pull your energy from these soul groups, but the fact that you've got other souls that have a relationship with you in past lives that are there, you know, let's say rooting for you, cheering for you, you know, um, you know, when you die, you're seeing these folks, these could be your grandma, your grandpa, I don't know, you know what I mean? But you do have people. How many near-death experiences where people meet their grandpa or their grandma or their dog or, you know, a bunch of different people? Christ. A lot of people meet Christ. A lot of people meet Christ in their near-death experience. The Lama's met Christ multiple, multiple times, okay? So we're getting ready to see something on this planet like never before. Do not fear death. Do not fear it, Okay. Do not fear it because your soul never dies, right? Your soul never dies. So somebody had asked me, well, Jimmy, you know, uh, and I don't want to get into something that can get us a strike, but, you know, this whole situation that we've all been going through and a lot of people are not doing well because they went a certain direction with the situation and they're not doing well. And, you know, they could end up dying on this planet. Well, maybe they came back for that purpose. Maybe they came back for that purpose. So that's really important that you understand that, you know, there is um, no death to your soul and you will live on and you will come back if that's what you need to do because you're not vibrating high enough yet to escape that process, right? So really important. So back to you, Brother Lama. Let's get some questions from the audience here, and I can ask you some questions. Right. Anybody got questions for the Lama here today? Uh, any uh, more input you want to give on this afterlife situation here, Brother? Well, one of the things I do want to share with people is that, you know, the things that Redfield brings up in the 10th Insight and some of the other people that have been doing what's called uh, – auto hypnosis regression with patients over the years, different psychologists that have had that background. The common thing that comes out at the threshold of death, exactly who people think they're going to initially see, that's who they see. It's one of the most common things. I think that's a big relief to people when they actually know that's going to happen. If you, if you want to see Jesus, more than likely, you're going to see Jesus. You want to see Buddha, you'll probably see Buddha. That's probably what's going to happen. And you're probably going to see quite a few people in your family tree because, as Jimmy said, they're going to probably be part of your group soul that you've probably been together with. Those group souls usually move through at least a half a dozen lifetimes together at any given time. So 
you know somebody that's really concerned about that, try to comfort them. And to be honest with you, doing some of our Tai Chi Gong exercises, learning to breathe energy and the things we teach at Circle of Life for free, we have seen a lot of people that when they pass, they go through a lot more peaceful because if you embrace something that produces a peaceful energy, then obviously they're going to have a more peaceful transition. And don't be surprised that some of these people all of a sudden decide, hey, I'm going to stick around longer. You know what? Now that I love being, in other words, they're going to figure out what the llama figured out about 19 or 20. And you know what? Like Eddie Murphy in Trading Places with the Duke brothers. And he says, you know, I think I could hang out with you guys for a while. Pretty cool. Back to you, Rob. It is. And, you know, it, it's exciting the time we're going through and what's happening and what's going on over at the Circle of Life. I'd right, like to ask right now for everybody who's involved in the Circle of Life at Wasagi.com, whether you're part of the free community or you're part of the private membership or you're in advanced training or you're a teacher in, that, uh, in, in training to become a teacher in your area, I'd like you to comment on what's happening to you. You know, let people know, sow some good seed here in the comments and let people know what is happening. Um, it's really important that people know that. One of the things that is going to continue to increase and increase and increase is more people wanting this type of knowledge, more people wanting to understand what the Lama's talking about, what the Lama series talking about, and what Abba's giving us, uh, you know, as far as discernment through the spirit. So pretty interesting on that. Also, I can't give you the link to um, Dr. Patricia Green, but I am going to show you, hold on, where it's at, because, you know, again, I don't want to get, uh, you know, Facebook to come down on us as usual, but here you can see it. Brother Lama, can you see this okay? Yeah, I can see it. Jim, she's got a flag behind her. Yeah. Right. So Isaiah 26 Prophecy, Prophecy Dr. Right. Patricia Green. This is where it's at. You can see right here is the um, thing. Go into Rumble. You can find the channel here. If I put this on, it'll be a problem. All right. It just will be a problem. Okay. So you can stop stop this, uh, you know this video, the recording, and you can you know put that into your browser because they definitely do not want you to hear that message. Just like what do they do? They keep trying to stop us all the time there i'm seeing people in the comments are getting thrown out they're not even letting our distribution you know we have you know 50 percent engagement rate 80 percent engagement rate 100 percent engagement rate and they restrict the the, the uh, syndication of the messaging and the posts and all of that that we're putting out here and why is that because they don't want people to hear this they don't want people to hear the truth they want people to stay where they're at they don't want people to to step into their power in any way, shape, or form. Um, okay, I'm in advanced training. I feel stronger than decades and closer to the divine. Thank you, Sister Anne. We're looking, we're really excited about all of the folks that are part of what we're doing here. And all you got to do is go look at the, um, the testimonials on wasaji.com and you will see, you know, the fruits of the labor going on here. Uh, here's a great question from uh, Sister Anne. Your soul group moves together through several lifetimes. That's a question. Yes, yes. or no on that, Brother Rasaji? Yes, that's true. That is true. 
Okay, so here's a question from Sister Laura. I thought we take our bodies with us when we go into 5D. Timelines are changing now. Comments well, that's going to be, that's, um, see, again, we do things unconsciously before we do them consciously. And so the soul and the spirit already knows they're immortal. So if the soul and the spirit can teach the mind and the body what it knows and trigger uh, the Heavenly Father's DNA that's in us that vibrates higher than the blood or man-made DNA that's in us, then we're going to see more people that's going to happen, what she said. And that is happening. And even in my own spiritual experiences, for years I was traveling around in the spirit and then my mind. And then all of a sudden people started seeing me everywhere. And, you know, beyond the dreams, I was showing up at their Tai Chi practice or showing up here and there. And over a period of time, the body will catch up. And Jesus said, the wind bloweth from which it comes we know not where it goeth or where it comes. And so is those who are born of the spirit. He didn't define that it didn't mean your physical body because obviously he demonstrated that also. So your physical body is trying to catch up to your spirit body. Now, the whole purpose of Tai Chi Gong basically is to help that fusion happen. So if you wonder whether there is a conscious teaching on the planet to more solidify your question, well, it's been around for 3,000 years and a lot of people don't know about it. Back to you, brother. Yeah, and I'm reading a lot of the comments and we do love you all very much. And, you know, we're going to be here, Abba willing, always to help guide you through what's going on here. Um, again, you know, you've seen that. Dr. Patricia Green, I really want you all to watch that video. I think it's really important. The Lama's been talking about this for multiple, uh, I think we're almost, when will we be two years together in this incarnation here, brother? Well, you got a February that we're getting, right, we're finishing the 71st episode. So that's almost a year and a half right there. So we've been together since February of, uh, of last year. So we're coming up on two years in February. Now, this is a great question from uh, Brother Peeny. I think Peeny, P-E-N-N-I-E, -E, is that brother or sister? Right. If, sure. I, if it's a sister, I, you know, I'm sorry. But uh, question, is there a specific reason why God waited until now for the Lamasary to send you to us? Good question, Brother Lama. Yeah. Well, I believe there's an old ancient saying that when the student is ready, the teacher or the master appears. Right. And I believe that's true of the whole human race. So if it's true for one, and, I, and you guys figure out that hundredth monkey concept that I want you all to do homework on, you're going to understand. I think it's group. I think it's also true of a race of people right? Or a species of people. So I think that this is the age where people are supposed to become the living Christ. I think that we're all supposed to yield to our highest good and to our highest frequency. It would make sense that the very organization that helped prepare the way for Jesus's birth, that protected his incarnation, 
and then stood around and told the truth about his very existence, validated his message and his existence. And we don't teach part of his teaching. We teach the fullness of his teachings. I think if you see that connection, you can make your own decisions, Jimmy. Yeah, very true, because, you know, all the other organizations want to restrict the, the teachings of Christ. And, you know, where's the books of a scene that Christ wrote, right? Uh, the fact that Christ mastered all yoga and, uh, you know, Tai Chi Gung in six months mastered it beyond anybody's mastership of it. You know, all these different things that he did and the fact that he had to give his power up to do to sacrifice his life to wake more people up. And never has there been a being on this planet that has created such a, a you know, a, a, such a recognition of what's going on, a movement. You know, uh, you talk about network of of uh, than Christ. I mean, no one has been here since that has done that, and no one before it has done that. So we're going to be going through a lot of very very exciting things. It's going to be very dark for a lot of people. Unfortunately, you have to you know, cling on to the father, you know, if the, if it's turned upside down for a few months, well, that's what we need to do, go through in order to come out on the other side to start rebuilding this planet in the way that God wants. And he attended. Okay. Exactly. So brother Lama, let's bring this up to a close of prayer, prayer and blessing for all our brothers and sisters to make sure they're not afraid of the death. And they know that the afterlife is their friend. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for bringing us together always in your light, your love, and your compassion. Thank you that you are showing us there shall be no more death, that death was not in your DNA. Death was not part of your original plan. And within you, Father, there is no death. There is only life. That's why your spirit is referred to as the giver of life. The, the giver of light and the light of all lights helps us light our way. You take us to places that no one said it was possible. You took us there. You're giving us the abundance. You're anchoring the wealth, returning to the children of light and to the city of God. You're bringing forth the transformation, which is the living Christ within all. As we move closer and closer toward Advent season, let it remind us that the Christ child is born within us and that he's to become in full maturity and live and dwell among us. We are grateful to you. We give all praise and glory to you and always to your eternal son. Amen. We love you all. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Take care, folks. We'll see you next time.